Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Ah, sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's beautiful. (laughs) Monster is like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. Because I'm a hurt child. Became present when you mentioned it. And I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember until now. Funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things of a of a world where they can exist. She like hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> uh-huh. It wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> And it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel light. Like, you know, when you, when you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. Attention, any extreme emotions or any part of yourself you'd like to get to know better? Uh, I guess what came to mind was kind of something off of what we started at last week, not per se where we ended. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to like kind of go into that. Or... I'll see what I can remember was about... Um, you talked about being, you talked about not being motivated to do stuff, and and hating that feeling of of not being motivated. Yeah, it was. I guess it was three main points: uh, the lack of drive, motivation, and direction. And I kind of got a lot. I learned a lot about that. Uh, being driven and motivated and I actually have been in the last week or so I have been more motivated uh, to do a lot of things a lot of things has actually changed but I guess what was on my mind was still I still didn't get really no answer about my lack of direction I yeah. guess if... yeah yeah I hear you and when and just how was that um how was that experience of, of feeling more motivated? I mean, how did that show up for you? Um, I remember, uh, I don't remember what was it, but uh, I looked at my notes sometime before and it was, 
I wrote something down about laziness, and I'm not exactly sh- sure what I said or what memory I had that was making me think of laziness. And like, I guess the past week, I just been I looked at my house and uh, looked at the couple of the projects that I had, and I've been like basically all week been finishing things, cleaning up more. Actually, I remember I was. I don't. I remember I mentioned me not having sleep. Yeah, I've been getting a lot more sleep to get up. It was. It's kind of like to get up earlier to you know to have more energy during day. (laughs) Started eating vegetables again last week. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of changes. Yeah. That's great, man. Like kind of like kind of unconsciously, it's just. I just was looking at things, uh, and it kind of just started happening. That's great. Well, congratulations. I'll celebrate that. Um, all right. So still having trouble, though, with with the direction of things. That's an area you're looking for some clarity on. Yeah, it was actually because I, I brought it up when we talked and it was I didn't necessarily think about the conversation, but it was a thought in my mind that, OK, what am I what should I be doing? And I in like probably three or four days, I didn't have an answer. And I just was like and then I just kind of just went back to playing video games. Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, I guess. That would be, we can call that a part. There's a part of you that you're asking for direction and it's saying, I don't know, or it's saying, well, video games, you know, they're fine. Or maybe maybe there's a part of you that wants to play video games and then, yeah, the part that, part that you're asking direction from I had an experience like this too, where I was, I was in a call, or I was in your seat, and somebody was, somebody else was the practitioner, and I had the same kind of question. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just feeling kind of don't know what decisions, don't know what direction to go." And um, at first, I thought, "Well, that's not really a part. That's not gonna, that's not gonna make a very good conversation." But I was able to talk to the part of me that need, that wanted direction. So so I think we can go there. I think, I, think I, I can help you with that. So can you, can you see that as a part? Can you, or is there a sensation? Is there, what does it feel like in or around your body to... Yeah, that that part that doesn't have direction, let's say. What does that feel like? I guess um, somewhat confusion, somewhat think some things is pointless. Huh? Somewhat kind of like, I got to 
choice between a few options and I just don't know which one to do in a way. Yeah. And where would you say it's located? Can you is there, can you point to where that sensation kind of comes up? Or does it have any other type of qualities like any energy? I don't know, be any type of other sensations or qualities about it? What do you mean? Mm. Well, some people, I mean, some people will, they'll see and feel and hear. And, you know, some people say, yeah, I got this, there's this thing, this feeling, it's in my arms and it feels like ants crawling and it's purple. I mean, I hear all kinds of stuff. So I just want to open the open the doors to however you might describe where that sensation feels like it comes from and any other qualities you might feel about it. I remember this last time as well, but I guess it's kind of the same thing where I kind of get like vague thoughts and images that it's like very quick images, but the images mean a lot. Like I can look at a a quick image and kind of know exactly what's what's the entire feeling or the entire that entire thought behind. Okay. The picture in my mind. Yeah. All right, and and are any of those pictures resonating with? with this kind of uh, feeling like not having direction or wanting direction? Yeah. Okay. So you're able to, are you able to see that now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, just uh, try to turn towards that. Try to make it as vivid as you can. And... Um, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be asking that we're gonna be asking it questions. So um, sometimes I like to imagine kind of being in the room with it or trying to put kind of a a human form to it a little bit. And Again, you can share as much as you want or not, but I am curious what what kind of image you have, um, and and where it is. Again, kind of where it's located. Uh, I kind of was putting myself in a room with them. Uh, basically, it's different schools of thoughts, uh, like. One is church and the values of church. And the other is like it's kinda kinda hard to explain. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but they call it kind of like the red pill female nature and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is kind of contradictory to what they teach you in church. So it's almost like I can't chase both. It's like I kind of got to make a choice. And then this one is like riches. 
and the other one is kind of like just being stable, just having kind of like a job, just, you know, just doing regular stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the red pill being kind of more like go your own way and get the money and do your own thing and the church values being more family or or kind of slow down, settle down and... Is that, am I close? Yeah, okay. I guess part of me feels like the church route is like letting people walk all over you. And the other one is trying not to, but you kind of walk all over other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, and in your own language, you're saying, yeah, part of you feels like, and that's exactly what we're going for is like, let's talk to that part, you know, the part of you that feels like church is, church is getting walked on and, and the part of you that feels like, you know, the other is walking on other people. So we'll just see whatever we can see, get to, get to know that part or those couple of parts, if that's right with you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so how do you feel towards that part of yourself? So you have that part of yourself that's kind of that's feeling like getting walked on or feeling like walking on other people. How do you feel towards that part? I like that part. Yeah. I, I, I admire it. I I respect that school of thought. Yeah. But the other, like the church side, I it's a part of me that knows that it's right. Uh, it's the least friction you kind of have in life. Yeah. But it's the most painful. Because you got to kind of accept people's lies. And the other one is like, you automatically think everybody's a liar or everybody's out to get you so you don't really care about people. Yeah that makes sense yeah it does make sense i'm i'm trying to because yeah it sounds like it sounds like i'm still trying to figure out is like is that two different parts or one different part and it might not really matter but um because i totally get what you're saying i'm just trying to squeeze it into this paradigm which you know maybe is my own shortcoming but uh i mean i've struggled with the same the same kind of mindsets too um Can I ask a question? Sure. So if it's two different parts, you kind of, the best route would go, the best route would be to uh, tackle them individually. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay, I, I understand. Yeah. But you could also say, well, there's a part of me that's just 
torn between two different routes, you know, like it could be, you could call it one part that ha- that that has a couple options. So I don't want to like, you know, make demand that it goes one way or the other, but um, honestly, that's exactly how I feel. Uh-huh. I feel, I feel like I feel like I'm in a place in my, in my life that I'm supposed to take a step per se. Yeah. But it's either I take a step to the left or I take it to the right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I don't know which one to take. And I and you ask, where do I feel? I feel it like a, a weight on my chest. Yeah. Okay. Great. So turn. So yes. That's good to have that sensation localized. So again, turn towards that weight on the chest feeling. And if I, if if you're saying, yeah, it does feel like this one part, this has to decide, you know, left or right here, which way to take a step, then yeah, let's get to know that part. See if you can see it. See if you can see what that part looks like that, that causes that weight on the chest. See if you can see that part that um, feels like it needs to take a step and that maybe it's looking at two not great options. And then see if you can just ask that part, what does it want you to know? Or what does it want you to know about it? And just wait for the answer. this is uh, accurate but I kind of get the thoughts of kind of creating my own lane uh-huh. from the idea that one is to the right and one is to the left and there's a right and wrong in both yeah But yeah. then I kind of, I don't know how, but I kind of get the thought that there is a way where they both can live with each other. It's just probably different from what I've ever seen. I'm kind of seeing images of things of a, of a world where they can exist, but I just never lived it before. Right, right. Okay. So would it be safe to say that that part, it, that's what it wants. It wants for you, it wants you to be able to balance it 
and to have this kind of this third way um, and not fall into either one of the extremes or or have to deal with the being being boxed into one of those options. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. I've been there. Like so so when you have this when that causes this sensation, this like weight in the chest sensation. Um yeah. So see if you can like ask this part that that has these different ideas. It has this idea of left and the right. It has this idea of this kind of middle path, if you will. Try asking it what it's afraid will happen if it doesn't cause that weight in the chest sensation or if it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. What is it afraid will happen if it doesn't maybe take a step? Um, I want to refer to uh, I kind of had the thoughts of I don't see it on my notes, but I do remember saying having a, a pointless feeling before. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting again. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you mentioned that earlier in this conversation. You mentioned that word pointless. Yep. So. Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No. I'm just... Um. So it sounds like kind of, again, this part, it wants to keep you from pointlessness. It doesn't, it doesn't like feeling like things are pointless. And so it wants you to take steps. And, and so in our last conversation, that was get motivated and it also, you know, in this conversation, it's get some direction and it's to keep you from, from feeling like this, this point, this is pointless or whatever I do is pointless. I think I might be, I hope I'm not reading too much into that. So 
sounds accurate to me. Yeah. So see if you can just show some appreciation to this part of yours that wants to keep you from that. And, and just recognize that it's doing a really difficult job of trying to motivate the whole system that is you, trying to find direction for the system, and that, and that its intentions are good, even if it feel it doesn't feel great, you know, <laughs> or yeah, or you don't like the way it's getting your attention. It's kind of hard to show appreciation. Yeah. Because the is uh, grounded in fear, and the fear is stronger. Okay. Than my ability to appreciate that. Okay. So you're saying the uh, the fear. The fear of the pointlessness or? Yeah, the pointlessness is kind of tied into the thought of uh, our people coming in and kind of destroying things that I tried to build. Yes. Or my own inadequacies. Right. Just having uh, things and losing it so much in my life. And right. can kind of always see a way that somebody can come in and try to destroy the things that I built. Right. So it's kind of, what is the point of building something if somebody can come in always and destroy it? Yeah. Okay, we're getting somewhere. The So this part... Of you, there's a part of you that that makes you want to pick a path. Part of you that makes you want to take a step. You said earlier, like you know, I feel like I gotta, I gotta take a step. And so, uh, I think that that's the part I'm asking you to try to show appreciation for, even though. Um, Even though there's that other part that's saying that's that's has that that worse feeling or that part that comes from fear or has the pointlessness feeling um, that you have this that you have this kind of manager part that's trying to I'll, I'm using quotes but it's trying to do the right thing you know it's trying to to lead. To lead you to you know a better place, um, and so that's all I'm at, and that's so that's all I'm trying to show some appreciation for is like appreciating that it wants to it wants to have a good life, it wants to get you to a good place. That makes sense. I kind of, and I kind of see what you're saying. 
like from earlier when I put the schools of thought into a room and one set on the right side and one set on the left side. And I can kind of see now that there's a part of me that, like you said, that's one to take a step, but it's a big giant, like kind of like a figure, monster type figure that won't allow it to move. Yeah. Of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like that part that it would make the decision can merge into one of these schools of thoughts or possibly like I thought earlier, make a new one. I don't know, but it's almost like it can merge with it, but it's not stronger than the fear. Right. It can't right. move. Okay. Yeah, so you got parts interacting. Okay. Well, um, if you want to try talking to that that other part that seems to be blocking, because this part's saying it wants to be creative, it wants to make us, it wants to take a step. And if you want to try talking to the part that's in its way and trying to get to know that, we can go there. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's just me thinking this way, but it doesn't seem pleasant. No. Even though fear, fear seems to be a mechanism of sadness, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like it doesn't seem sad. It seems pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, it seems... It, you. It's got more of a monster quality than a than a sad quality. So yeah, I would another thing I would you might want to try is you know, if you if you are thinking about getting to know that part and talking to it, you might want to check with any of the other parts if they're okay with that, because you might have other parts saying, hell no, we don't, we don't go that, we don't talk to that. And so you might want to just kind of check in with any of the other parts and say, is it cool if I just spend a few minutes getting to know this, this more fearful part? I didn't really 
get a response from or any thoughts from another part. But I kind of got more schools of thought, I guess I would call it, about the fear part. Okay. It's not kind of like one thing. It's like fear mixed with anger, mixed with retaliation. Yeah. It's like a bunch of things coupled up into one that hinders me. Yeah. You said it's a couple things bundled up into one that does what? Oh, that hinders you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And so how would you say you feel towards that part that hinders you? I don't know because I, I understand it. You do understand it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See if you can ask that part if it thinks you understand it. Does it know that you understand it or does it think that you understand it? Try asking it that. Yeah, but it thinks I don't care. Uh huh. All right. So yeah, I would say just let it know that that in this conversation you're going to try to get, you're going to ask it some questions and that's you trying to learn about it and that's you trying to care and just let it, and just see how it feels about that. And then, and then if it's cool with that, just ask it, what else, what else does it want you to know? I guess a part of it feels guilty for a lot of the things that I've done and feels like I don't deserve anything good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's really common. It's a really common response 
to come from a part like that. Really? Very. So, mm, so, um, yeah, just let it know that, that, uh, I don't know that you that you hear it and that you know not to not to necessarily argue with it and say well yeah I know I am deserving but just to kind of validate that feeling of like I mean that sucks it sucks to feel that way so just 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 try to show it some sympathy for that And then I would just kind of stay with that same kind of question of like, just out of curiosity, you know, trying to understand about that part, you know, where, where does the guilt come from? Where does the, where does that not feel like deserving come from? And just see if it has some, see if it has anything to show you to help you understand where you know some of where that comes from because that's the goal here is just to just to try to understand it try to understand its experience i i was able to see that uh there is a distinction between me and it yeah and it feels like i'm the monster right based on the things that i've done that brought about its guilt. And a part of the problem is not just what I've done in my life, but it is afraid of no matter what direction I took, that I still can do the same thing in two different ways. Right. So it's, it's, so it's concerned that, it's, it's saying that it thinks part of you that you have the monster quality and that either and that no matter what direction you might lead it down a wrong path and you might bring more guilt by doing by going mm. down the wrong path. Mm, yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause more guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh making more mistakes. one thing you could do here is you could try to separate all this into even more parts and you can say you know there is a part that doesn't care and there is a part that makes really stupid or monster decisions and you know but that's not the true you and, and and the true you is is the one who's talking right now and who's 
and who's asking these questions of yourself. So that might be one way that you can kind of show this part, this part that feels like it doesn't deserve anything. You might be able to say, yeah, you're right. There was that, there was, there is that part of me that, that is a monster and I'm going to, and I'm, and I'm going to deal with that too. And there's a part of me that doesn't care about this, about these feelings. I'm, I'm, I can deal with that too. And just let it know that in this conversation, you're able to bring your true self And just want to, again, kind of get to know it. And that all this information it gives is really useful because it's like, oh, okay. That, that, that helps me be able to deal with those other parts because it's saying it, because it's it's concerned, you know, that these other parts are going to take control. Uh, this is very, <laughs> it's, I'm kind of saying that it's kind of protecting me from myself in a way too, as well, not just where to go kind of showing me that I haven't mastered or conquered some of those other parts. Right. It's almost like telling me I got to master or conquer or get rid of some of those other parts before I can deal with it. That makes sense to me. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's almost like I viewed it at first as a monster. It's not a monster. It's like really small, but it had to become that to stop me from myself. Yeah. That's common too. It's common that you have it's actually a small part. It's a small part that's actually vulnerable because it wants to, because first of all, it feels like it doesn't deserve much, but it also, it wants to be creative. It wants to do things out in the world. Uh, but these other parts are in the way. This, And so it has to kind of, it has to kind of act like it's bigger and scarier than it is. in order to, I don't know, get your attention or kind of have a seat at the table. Because I'm wondering if this is the same part, like we were talking about last time, that had, when it has this sense of pointlessness and suddenly you're, you started thinking back to when you were a child. I don't know if you said six years old or whatever age you were. Um, but you might ask it if it's that same part. No. Okay.
So ask it if it if you could change that stuff. If you could, because you said it's kind of protecting you from yourself. So ask it if you were to conquer these things. If you were to have that whatever confidence in knowing that you're whatever it's wanting you to 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 do, um, so that it doesn't have that guilt feeling. Then what? What would it like to do? What? How would it like to express itself? Or how would it like to, what other role would it like to have? How would it like to use its energy if those weren't problems? I'm saying that part of it uh, actually wants to help me. But it doesn't feel comfortable in the environment that I'm in. And that's where part of the fear comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So again, just show it appreciation for wanting to help you. And then see if you can just kind of give it a magic wand and say, yeah, what environment does it, what environment would it flourish in? And just let it let it fantasize for a little while. Or maybe you can show it some options of like, okay, well, what if I was doing this? What if I was doing that? Maybe it's your inner environment. Like you said, maybe it's some parts that that need to be sorted out or need to be, you know, you need to work with. But just see if you can kind of go with it into a place where... Those, those issues are handled and just see what it shows you in those kind of environments or what those environments would look like. I mean, this is uh, somewhat confusing because um, earlier I asked other parts to kind of step back and I said that I didn't see any other parts uh-huh. but when I just tried to do that I can vaguely see that it's even more parts that are beyond the fear control like I can't imagine or put myself in a in a better place because there are other fears too. Yeah. But not fears of me, but of the outside elements. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. And it's almost like kind of like they all work together. I'm saying like they all strengthen this thing that I thought was a beast. That's probably where it got its 
power from, but if that oh, there sounds I don't know how they sound, but it sounds kind of, it sounds exactly like IFS, man. It sounds exactly like I mean you're doing it because this is what it sounds like when people really look behind the covers. They see they see or the curtain, they see that there's a lot of different parts, that this is a system at work, you know? And they and they are holding each other up. And they all have their different reasons and they all have their different experiences. And I mean it's it's a complex system. Mm. I don't know which one to work on first. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, you've done, you've done, I think, the right thing in you just take what you, you take the first one that comes up. I mean, sometimes the I don't I don't know any like certain answer for here's the one to work on first. You just take whatever comes at you first, whatever's causing the most, whatever's making the most noise usually. It's maybe like it's maybe like diagnosing a car that's got you know that's not running quite quite right. You just have to start with whatever the squeakiest, the loudest. So I'm taking notes on what I just saw. Good. Yeah, you can also just ask the part or ask all the parts like, hey, what what should I work on next? Because, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to do. A lot to figure out. I guess it has to be me and myself because the, the biggest fear that gets the strength from the other smaller fears it won't move unless I change. Yeah, you're the leader. They're all they're all like riding in your in your boat or whatever. You're the captain. Would that be like your emotions? I mean, thoughts, emotions. So I'm trying to write, I'm trying to take notes on, you know, when I'm alone in my thoughts of what what should I be doing? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I know that you got some good insight already from this one part saying that it can't, I mean, really, you know what's interesting? So you started with one part, and it said, it can't make a move because of this fear part. And then you talk to the fear part, and it says, well, it can't make a move because it's concerned about this other monster part, or it's this. it doesn't have trust in some other part. And so I would just keep following that road, and because and, it sounds to me like, Okay, so yeah, there's a part of you that's, let's say, concerned that, you know, you're not going to make the right choice or, or that you're going to, whatever, that monster in you part um, or however that concern shows up. 
And so you might say, okay, well, that's, that's where it led me. So that's the part I got to work on. Or work on is not even the right word. Talk to, get to know. That makes sense. That's the most difficult thing. And is that part kind of like, it's kind of got some like self-destructive tendencies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got those too. So. I'm afraid of that part. Yes. Yes. Wow, this is pretty interesting. I didn't really, I didn't think about this stuff. Or this is why some things I didn't think that would be related to why it's hard for me to make simple decisions. Yeah. Because my decisions have nothing to do with my own problems. So I didn't never relate the two. Yeah. Yeah, so that so that part that that kind of like self-destructive part, and I'll just I'll just introduce another word kind of in in IFS. That's probably a part that's called a firefighter, meaning it's the part of us that um, will lead us to drink too much or to just chase women, you know kind of stuff like eat a bunch of ice cream just it's the part that that it um it pushes us to to do stuff like addictions and such and usually that's like it's trying to it's trying to numb some pain or it's trying to a lot of times that's what it is it's kind of like a numbing thing but um i don't know if i told you you know i was an alcoholic for long time drinking every day doing stupid stuff uh and and yeah to me that was like okay that's a self-destructive behavior it's the reason i'm doing it i don't really understand why and yeah i had those same parts saying like well i can't there's a lot of things there's a lot of things i can't do in my life i can't even imagine doing as long as i'm getting drunk every single day like (laughs) i can't you know I want to do some other things in the world, but I'm afraid to because I know that I'm going to be drunk. So that's kind of how it showed up for me. It was like, and yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm afraid of that part because when I get that way, man, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I can, I can kill myself. I could hurt somebody else, you know? So that's how it showed up for me. Um, but yeah, then, then that next step would be like, okay, well, I got to, I got to talk to that part of me that drives me to do something self-destructive because I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to beat it back. You know, it doesn't work that way. I'm kind of afraid of that part because that part is so destructive. Yeah. So it's so bad that I guess the only thing that I do is I just try to hide it or just put myself in a position where I can't act on it, if that makes sense. Yep, yep. If I'm not, if I'm, like, if it was alcohol, if I stay far away from the liquor store, then I won't have the drinking problem. 
Right, right. And then so, and that's, I mean, so that's a, that's like a good way to manage it. So, you, so that's called a manager. So you have a manager part that says, okay, I know how to deal with this firefighter. I'll just stay away from the liquor store. I'll just stay away from this thing. But you still have this, you know, it's kind of like, again, just about the alcohol analogy. It's almost like the dry drunk where it's like, yeah, but it's, it's still lurking. And um, it's still acting on these other parts. And it's still causing some, some fear and some concern. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, that would be my, my advice is that through this process, you got to talk to that part and you got to say, look, what's this about, you know, and what do you want? That one might take a minute. That might, that's yeah. A, <laughs> yeah, it'll take a minute. That's a hard one because I'm like really afraid to even think about it. Yeah, I wow. think that's probably what I did to keep myself away so I don't ever have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously I will have to because if it's hindering my progress within myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's to be very, very difficult. It will be. But I think it'll be difficult. It's difficult to, it's difficult to not do it. It's, it's difficult to live with it, to live with, you know, a monster in the closet is a lot more difficult than throwing the doors open and, and, Again, it doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be a violent conversation. You know, it can be. It can be a. A, a gentle approach. Um, and now that you've seen, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen how many parts are at work, and you've seen that you can go in there and you can come out unhurt, not overwhelmed, like. You know, you look under the rock and you see a whole lot of bugs, but you can put the rock back down, <laughs> you know? And that's how I sometimes feel about it. It's like, okay, yeah, I open the door. Just, yeah, it's it's crazy in there. And then I can shut the door. But at least I, at least I know what I'm up against or what I'm working with here, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your what your next plan is. If you want to talk to me again, we can talk again, and we can and we can bookmark that particular part. Um, and maybe you'll have other parts saying no, no, we're not going to talk about that. And it's like okay, well then we'll talk to them. Um, but if you were to talk to me again, that's what I would suggest. Um, if not, I would still suggest doing that on your own. Yeah, this is. This is very, 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 very interesting. Yeah, it's something else. Like even by you saying this stuff is common, I'm, I'm thinking I'm saying weird stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I almost said that a couple more times um, because because there's other stuff you said that is really common. I mean, I mean, even just having a, even just having a part of you that it's like that you're afraid of, or a part of you that let's say isn't um, whatever socially acceptable. You know, like I mean, doesn't who doesn't have that? You know, who doesn't have that part that's like that's an animal that wants to do stuff that would get us in trouble to say the least, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's a unique system, but on the other hand, it's kind of like these patterns of feeling guilty because I got this part of me that's this way, feeling like I have to manage it by doing this you know, feeling afraid to take a step because of, of these other reasons. Like, I don't know. The more conversations I have like this, the more I see it showing up over and over. Mm. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. It gave me to think about... <laughs> Yeah. If you do still have access to any or any parts attention, I would just, you know, my kind of final question for parts is usually, what do you need from me in the future? And just see if you get any, get any insights from them. Because it gotta be a part. It, it has to be a positive side of yourself that wants good things, right? I mean, I think that every single part of you wants good things for you. Every single part of you has a reason that it's there, and it wants. It has a reason why it wants what it wants. Even even the part of people that makes them suicidal and kill themselves, like it had a reason why it wanted to do that. It wanted to reduce the pain, you know? And so the most horrible thing you can think of in the most horrible person, it's like that that part exists for a reason and it wants it wants what it wants for a reason. And that that doesn't make that person crazy or evil or anything. You know, it's just it's trying to do what it's trying to do. So I consider all of that it's all trying to work for the system, even if it's causing a train wreck or it's causing a shutdown. Question. Yeah. Could that be the same thing for, you know, something a little less than suicide for destructive behavior per se? Yeah, I think absolutely. Destructive behavior be for like a positive reason for within yourself, at least. hundred percent. I think, I think all parts they have good intentions within this within yourself. Yep. I mean, when I was a kid, I like to start fires. Okay. I love starting fires and I would like do it a lot. It was not good, you know? And it was that's destructive. And why did I do it? Because I like because it was interesting. You know, but but if I look deeper, I'm sure there were I'm sure there were reasons why I wanted that. And I'm sure that those reasons gave me a sense of 
control or they gave me a sense of relief or they were trying to distract me from something, some other pain I had. You know, I didn't just want to start fires because, because, because I'm an evil, hate-filled child. You know, I wanted to start fires because it made me feel better for, for a reason. And I think that every, everything we do, anything we do in a way is kind of like making us feel better. And has a reason why it's there. You know, we were, it's a reason why it feels good. There's a reason why doing bad things feels good. You know? And I can really, this is, this is some really deep stuff. I don't even know what we're doing or what it's called, but this is making me really think about my destructive behavior. And I'm kind of, I don't see why, but it's a reason for it. I just don't know why. I kind of know why vaguely, you know. Yeah. I ain't fully think about it right now. Right. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's sad, man. But it's right. like, because part of me is like, why couldn't I think of a dip, another destructive behavior to do that's probably easier to, you know, that's not as bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like a smoking addiction. Right. <laughs> so, right. You know, uh, right. It is or not as bad because it's socially accept, acceptable to smoke now. So, right. Even if they spend all of their money on weed and cigarettes, but it's not socially bad. Right. Uh, as like like drinking or something. Right. I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy who invented this IFS stuff he did a ton of his work with people like in prison and such. I mean, he was talking to, he's talking to people who've done a lot of bad stuff and, and even they would be able to, you know, they, it would click for them. They would find that, that part of like, okay, there's, you know, why did it, why did this part of you want to do this? And what was it, what was it trying to protect you from? What was its positive intent in doing this? And and it takes that, it takes that pathologizing, that saying, oh, there's something wrong with me. It takes that out of the equation. And it just says, look, you got a hundred different parts. You know, some of them are angels, some of them aren't. And it's and trying to trying to meet each one and figure out how to how to use their energy for good or for whatever your goal is, trying to get them all working on the same team. Um, or in the same direction as best you can. So is is this like a study of like the mind and how it works, basically? Um, I mean, it is used it is used in clinical psychology, um, but I, I think of it as a whole as a just a, a new paradigm for for understanding what a person is, you know, we have this, we have this belief that a person is just this one thing and it's, and it's not, there's, we're, we're, there's a bunch of people inside of us. There's a bunch of parts of us 
And once we kind of understand that, it just answers a lot of questions and it makes it a lot easier to work with ourselves, work with others, and and kind of let a lot of that guilt goes away because you realize that even the things that you've done, quote unquote, bad, it's like, yeah, well, you know, a part of me likes that. (laughs) Doesn't mean, you know, uh, yeah, there's that part of me that likes that. That doesn't mean that's all me. Part of me hates it, right? So, and it's just living with that kind of, just accepting that kind of attention as completely normal. Okay, for so many questions, I got another question. Please. Why is it that, because you just said something very, very powerful, everything is powerful, but part of you likes it, part of you hates it. But it seems like the part of you that hates certain behaviors of yourself is always after, or most of the time is after you do something like whatever it is that you might do. Right. Yeah. Doesn't it... I guess it's kind of a two-part question. Doesn't that mean that the part that you hate is stronger? And if it is, like, what does that even mean? Or why is it strong? Yeah. I think I can answer that. So the part that you hate, again, if let's let's call that a firefighter, okay? So it comes in, it kicks down the door, it makes a big mess. And it's... And the part of you that tries to keep to play it cool and keep your life together kind of hates that. Hates that hates that this firefighter comes in and and just the firefighter has one tool, you know, or two tools, and he and he just basically brings the whole house down with and dis, and destroys the house just to make this fire go away. It, basically. And so the part of you that the manager part of you that likes things to be tidy, that likes things to go in the right direction, says, damn, firefighter, you you made a mess again. And so you look at those as, you know, why is one stronger than the other? How come, how come one is proactive and one is reactive? Why did the firefighter show up in the first place? Um, are good questions. I think typically... The firefighter is just reacting to some to the fire, and the fire, <laughs> and the fire is that is that deeper pain. The fire is is usually that deeper pain, that deeper uh, hurt or humiliation or sadness. Wow, all the, I get it. So the firefighter comes in to ease the pain. Yeah. The destructive behavior is there to ease the pain. Right. Oh. And the pain is, so that's kind of the third thing. The pain is the third thing, the third type of part, which is the exile. The pain is the thing that got hurt. The part of you that got hurt, the inner child, the thing that was traumatized, whatever. And so you learn, and so you develop these other parts to, to cope with the pain. One part is the firefighter, and that doesn't work out so great. 
So then you also got the managers. And so the firefighters and the managers are always working hard, both of them, to keep that pain away. And they have different tools that they use. But yeah, yeah, those are the, those are the three parts <laughs> in general. Uh, are the three types of parts. I gotta write that down, write that down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, me too. I I keep a lot of notes too. So yeah, the pain is the exile. The firefighter reacts to the pain. That's the he's he's self-destructive or other destructive or just whatever and then the, and then the manager he tries to he tries to keep it all together and try, yeah the manager's the one that says don't look at the pain don't look and, and get this firefighter out of here and just wants to it wants to be an adult it wants to you know hey keep it together and and don't think about these other things and so a lot of times it's striving to to work harder, to learn, to do these other things, but it's got its own problems too because it doesn't want to look at the pain either. And so it's the part that says, shut up, pain, get back to work. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And how does the protectors factor into all that? Yeah, so the protectors, the basically, the firefighter and the manager, they are protectors. Those, those, those are the two types of protectors. They're, oh. they're, both, they're both trying to protect you from feeling the pain, feeling the humiliation, feeling the vulnerability or, the, or whatever else. They both don't want that feeling to ever come up again. And so they have different ways of protecting you from that. But they're both protecting you from it. feelings because of pain and the math in the firefighter it caused destructive behavior yeah well the manager doesn't necessarily I mean it doesn't have to be destructive the manager could just say the manager can be real motivating the manager can be the one that says 
I better get up and go to work because I don't want to feel the pain of of humiliation of of not being good enough not being good enough because I don't earn enough money. So some so a lot of times the manager is very like pro social like people will pat you on the back for saying hey you know your manager's doing a good job there. Um, and that's why the manager usually hates the firefighter, which is what you were saying. You hate that part of yourself. Um, but yeah, what you just asked is, are they making the mistake of ignoring the the pain? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a mistake. It's what it's why they're there. It's what they do. It's, mm. it's why they have that job that they have. Is because of the pain. It's how it's how we deal with pain, especially if the pain started as a child. It's like when you have a child who's being abused, who's being whatever traumatized, they can't they can't deal with it. They they got nowhere to go. They can't understand it. They don't have any tools. And so they basically they kind of have to lock it away and they have to say, okay, I can't I can't manage it, I can't deal with this pain. But I, but I have these two coping strategies. Again, the firefighting and the managing. I can, I can, you know, I can get into whatever crazy, uh, or I won't use the word crazy. That's not the right word. But people might do like cutting. Some people will cut themselves, or they'll do eating disorders or something. As a firefighter, you know, self-destructive. And then, uh, and then other times, again, you'll see this in kids that are eight years old. It's like, well, now you have some other kid who just only wants to get good grades and goes to, and goes to all the, you know, they're the perfect little angel kid. And they might be being abused in the same way as the kid who's self-destructive, but they just have a, a different coping strategy where, where they deal with it a different way. And so we have all of that in us. Sense. Yeah. Good night for all the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. I'm glad you I'm glad you're, you know, I'm glad it's landing for you and I'm glad that I've been able to introduce you to it. Like I said, if you want to keep talking with me, I'm happy to do that. Um and yeah, you can you can get to know all these parts. And as far as like, if we do talk again, you know, um, again, like if you have this, if you have this part of you that you don't want to talk about or whatever, we can handle that anyway. You can, you can either just not talk, just not tell me the details, or if you wanted to just have these conversations in private and ask me not to, to put any of it. I would like to continue. Cool. Cool first conversation definitely had a very powerful effect on my life. Wow. That's so great to hear, man. I'm really happy for that. I, I, even, I didn't even say this far earlier real quick. I bought a punching bag just just to get my... I said, I'm overweight and stuff. And I was like, look, I got to do something about this. I bought a punching bag because that's my favorite exercise is the box. Good. Well, yeah, man. Go take some of that self-destructive stuff and put it out on that punching bag. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate everything. Thank you. I'll be in touch, man. We'll talk soon. All right.
All right. All right. Take care. Do you want to help bring more self-energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Zikri, for your care and diligence in editing the calls. To every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts. And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube, and they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over. You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there. And give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.